The Priestess and the Cauldron, a podcast featuring Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay, two out-of-the-room-closet professional witches with over 70 years' combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC Radio Network. During each show, Elvira and Phoenix will help you create rituals, make spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away. Well, hello. Hi. We are here. Yes. It's a beautiful day. Yes. In March, our first Friday show in March. That's right. I know. I know. So, tonight we are going to be talking about the element of Earth, but before we do that, we always do our check-ins. So yeah. You go first, my dear. Check in all you want. Oh, uh, let's see. This week was my daughter's 15th birthday. My goodness. So that And that was middle of the week. So, I, you know, a lot of the early week was getting ready for a birthday, and a lot of the end of the week has been aftermath of birthday. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it was fun, and we had a little family thing, and then just, you know, the, those of us who still live in my household went out to dinner. And uh-huh. So it was nice. It was uh-huh. expensive, but nice. Well, you know, kids, no yep. matter what age, are expensive. Yeah, it keeps tripping me out that I was a 15-year-old. That's so bizarre. It doesn't <laughs> really seem possible. And I drove her to school on her birthday, and I was, it was, you know, 7.45 in the morning or whatever. And I said, 15 years ago at this time. And I, you know, yeah. all day long I was giving her the play-by-play because she wasn't born until almost the next day. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. she has a very late birth time. But, uh-huh. uh, yeah, 15 years ago <laughs> at this time. So, yeah, right now, 15 years ago at this time, I was still shell-shocked in the hospital, <laughs> hoping they wouldn't send me home because I didn't know what I was going to do once I was alone with this thing. I understand. <laughs> totally, totally. I swear that's like, you know, unless you have, I think, well, I mean, they have doulas and midwives yeah. and things that you can, you know, connect with, but yeah. most of us don't. No. Oh, no, I was terrified. And I, I've had plenty of friends who were like, I can't wait to get sent home. I'm not staying any longer at the hospital if I have to. I want to go now. And I <laughs> I kept saying, can we get a later checkout? I'm quite, I'm not really ready. What am I going to do without nurses? I'm, uh-huh. I'm terrified. Uh-huh. I'm not ready. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, trust me, I know it's the same, you know, thing. And I was, I know what you're going through. Only yeah. mine's now 31 years ago. It's kind of a, you know, yeah. Now it's a totally different experience. Well, that must be um, exciting. Uh, yeah. Having a, you definitely got the 15 year old teen now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and she's got this school sports thing. So she's never played sports at school before so i don't know i and i i am not sporty by any stretch of the imagination <laughs> i played sports i played softball in fifth grade so that's the sum total of my sports experience uh-huh. so neither of us know what the heck we're doing trying right. to get her signed up for this sports team thing <laughs> thankfully my partner is knows what's happening and has done this all before and is very helpful but i'm like i don't i don't know like you need cleats what do you need cleats for? Can't you just wear tennis shoes? Like, I don't get it. So that's been fun. And that's been mixed in with birthday stuff. Like, we had to postpone things because she had a game and she didn't right. know and blah, 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 oh, blah. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. pretty mundane family dynamics this week. Yeah. But then you add your work. Yeah. And, you know, there's always that. I know. We always yeah. have work. So, yeah. Well, How's your week been? Interesting, fun-filled, had a lot of clients, did a lot of stuff like that, found myself talking to a new dentist because my dentist retired. And, you know, it's kind of funny. I do the same thing with doctors because I'm not really doctor-orientated either, but for some reason when somebody wants to put their fingers in your mouth and do kinds (laughs) of all kinds of things, you get a real concern about that. And it's like, is he? And then, of course, you all know that, Medical uh, insurance is one thing. Dental insurance is another. And if you're lucky enough to have a company 
dental or medical plan, that's great. Right. But for those of us that don't have that, it's expensive. It's expensive. Yeah. And so it was. It's hitting at a time where I also have car stuff. So it's mm-hmm. you know registration of car and all of that. So it was a little bit you know on the edge. Mm-hmm. But as a rule, uh, I haven't sunk, so that's good. <laughs> and. Um, Actually, doing this particular informational research on the element of Earth did keep me grounded, believe it or not. So it was like, okay, just remember the ground of being. Right. So it's always helpful. And, you know, there's something about the way March came in for me. I feel like I've turned a corner somewhere. Mm. I don't quite know what that means. Maybe it'll come out, you know, in another few weeks, like more of the flowers. Yeah, you know, that kind of thing. Nice. So, yeah, that was my week. Nice. With, you know, the ups and downs and just the idea that I didn't, oh, I did not. It was the first year in a decade that I have not watched the Oscars. Mm. And obviously I didn't watch the um, State of the Union. No. Um, but I kind of was going, why are all my shows preempted? Why are my shows not here? And then it suddenly dawned on me, you know, that they're not showing for recordings because there are these things that are going on. Right. And, of course, the one year I don't watch the Oscars, they have the incredible first-time-ever bloop in terms of awarding the wrong, the wrong best picture. Picture, yeah. best picture. So and the, the picture that everyone thought didn't have a chance in hell is the one that won. Right. So that's kind of a trip. Interesting time. Yes. So we have that that has transpired. And, you know, I think, I think that was a real eye-opener. Mm. No, because I was in the film industry. Yeah, I wasn't in it like super heavy, but, but yeah. I was very much a part of you know that whole process. And I was like going, this is the first year I haven't even cared about it. Oh yeah. Oh well. Yeah. You grow old. You change. Change. <laughs> we change. We change. Change is unavoidable. That's true. <laughs> and in that instance, we talk about the element of Earth, which does have a unchanging yet changing yes. aspect. The change happens slowly with yes. Earth. Yes. It is a very... Or very rapidly all of a sudden. That's true. <laughs> there is no halfways when it comes to Earth. One or the other. One or the other. So, yeah. And it's interesting because when I started doing this, I mean, truthfully, um, Earth has been an element that... I've been working with, not that I came in feeling comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And I think some of us that have gone through our spiritual adventures, well, I'm not really of this earth. I'm so up here in this wonderful fairyland of whatever and flying around and doing meditating and all that and, you know, just out of body. Yeah. And, you know, everybody goes, well, get grounded, get grounded. You know, so... I found that this was a very, this element for me has been a life process. Sure. And um, I am fire. I come in with a fire element, and I feel very comfortable in that and, yeah. you know, that kind of a thing. And, you know, that's, but, but uh, Earth has been difficult, but also I now appreciate it more. Right. And I think you were saying before we did our, our radio show beginning here, when we were chit-chatting before, we were talking about the concept of what, you know, elemental right. aspect, and you want to share with me what you were saying. Yeah, well, this was definitely more of a thing when I was a wee baby witch, so I don't know if maybe this has fallen out of favor, but, you know, I was doing some research and looking at different websites online this week, and this came up over and over again, so... And I didn't notice if the website was written in 2000 or if it was written yesterday, so I can't uh-huh. really speak to that. But uh-huh. because it was a reoccurring theme, I felt it was worth us mentioning and talking about <laughs> a little bit. Right. And it's this idea that as a Wiccan or as a witch, you have to have an element. Uh-huh. Like you are aligned with that element, and that's your elemental. And that's really not a thing. Uh-huh. It's really not a thing. It's become a thing. Right. There's like this mystique around, like, what is your element? But it, that's really not, that's not reality. Like, uh-huh. it's, it's fun to kind of play with the concept, like this whole last airbender thing. Like, uh-huh. I'm the air elemental and this, these are my powers. But let's be real. 
right? Yeah. This is not a fantasy movie. This right. is legit shit we're doing here. Yeah. Right? So, and you know, and I'll, I'd like to touch a little bit, too, on people who would like to, who practice controlling the elements. And, mm-hmm. You know, I, let's be very real, because a lot of what we're doing with witchcraft and paganism and all of this modern magical construct is being solid and whole within ourselves, finding wholeness. Mm-hmm. The, the better we are, the more complete we are, the more whole we are, the more we can change the world around us. Right. Right? So if I, w- and I'm an earth sign, Elvira's a fire sign, right? Mm-hmm. I am super grounded, dude. It takes a whole hell of a lot to shake me. Mm-hmm. I don't tend to have big emotional reactions. I don't freak out very easily. If you see me freak out or have an intense emotional reaction, you know it's big shit for me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> and so that can be really frustrating for people because I'm kind of like, eh, mm-hmm. great. That's awesome. But mm-hmm. that's about as much as I, you know. <laughs> but I don't say that earth, that earth is my element mm-hmm. because I want to be whole. Mm-hmm. And in order to have that wholeness, in order to be working on myself, I want all of the elements to be aligned. I want all of the elements to be present. And maybe I know, like, I'm fueled by fire. And right. That's my primary go-to energetic. Mm-hmm. But if I say that I'm fire and everything else takes the back seat, then I'm not really in balance. And that's, you know, again, what we've talked about our bodies as a pentacle, mm-hmm. and the elements are aligned to that pentacle, mm-hmm. earth, fire, fair, fire, water, and spirit. Mm-hmm. And we want those things to be in alignment. Mm-hmm. If, if we have a giant head or our left hand is enormous, you know, we you want those things to be in alignment. Right. right. Think about that. I think it's great. I think it's a valid <laughs> point. Of, I love this. We get really excited and then we stop for a minute and look at the other person and go, and? Yeah. And, um, well, and it's funny because listening to you and I'm thinking, I do say I'm a fire priestess because yeah. that is the element that I have as, my conduit, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean I, and I will say, but that doesn't mean we don't use in whatever I'm going to be working with my clients, the other aspect. Right. And for me, actually listening to um, Phoenix talk about the uh, Druidic traditions mm-hmm. and having fire as not necessarily one of four, Yeah. then it becomes an interesting dynamic for me to revision what that means to me. So I feel less aligned with the element, Mm -hmm. but the energy that is uh, inspirational and fiery Mm -hmm. is what I work with, but that's also to me the electric energy and the current energy, the life force energy. And so if I I take it to that point, but that's where my gift comes out in the world. Yeah. That doesn't mean that that's the only thing. And as I was kind of talking, there are things that have required me to learn to not speak in that manner. So groundedness or earthy energy right. has been the thing that has balanced my fire energy. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and the air and the water, um, to me it's kind of like looking at those going – that's like left and right, mm-hmm. above and below is like the uh, the fire and the earth. Right. And to me, I'm more balanced with intellect and emotion. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, the other two that really needed it. Yeah. And there was an incident I was describing to Phoenix, and it was like my first inclination was to have this barrage of statements. And I actually didn't do that. Right. Which was part of the reason why the situation shifted in the manner it did. Yeah. So I guess in a way I agree with you. There is no one elemental energy. Right. Just there is a feel. Yeah. What is more comfortable for me. Right. And I would like to point out for everyone who can't see us, Elvira is currently wearing a necklace that has the symbols of all the four elements yeah. in them. <laughs> so I think it's pretty amazing right now really it was well and it was funny because i went out of my way when i was back in arkansas visiting my daughter to this one place that is good for all of us eclectic woo-woo people sure and i'm wandering around and what i found were these things that were i'm I'm looking at them going one each pendant and i go Ha, 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 I have to have. So I wound up bringing them home, and then I had another thing. And so I kind of, you know, did this little knotted necklace thing. Yeah. And I wear that a lot 
because it's a way of balancing for me the energy. Yeah. But because it has a fire central uh, pendant, mm-hmm. it's like that's where I pull my energy through, but it yeah. doesn't mean that the others are out of balance. Right, right. So, but yeah, it's it's kind of funny you look at. I knew you were going to say that yeah. somewhere along the line because I'm going. It's like a <laughs> billboard. The other thing that kept coming up was this idea of um, controlling the elements, and I know, I feel like this maybe should have been something we talked about, especially with fire, because mm. people often do like this this play around fire, and I actually think it's really good, especially with a candle. So it's it's a practicing of your psychic ability, of your control, of mm-hmm. your projection, right? Mm-hmm. To have a candle lit. Obviously. Right. Good point. And and make sure, you know, you don't have windows and doors open so there's no drafts coming through mm-hmm. or whatever. And focus your intention and your energy and your ability, your psychic whatever, mm-hmm. on that candle flame and see if you can make it grow and see if you can squish it down. Mm-hmm. I have never seen anyone put a candle out, but who the hell knows? Go for it. There you go. I've seen folks make them dance. I've played with this myself. It's super fun. And it's mm-hmm. a good a test of psychic ability and intention and mm-hmm. the focus, right? Mm-hmm. But for someone, and I, I found this a couple of times online, and it just kind of irked me, for someone to think that that means they control fire is ridiculous, mm-hmm. especially when there is this idea of I am controlling the elemental. No, dude. Mm-hmm. The elementals of the five elements are so beyond human comprehension mm-hmm. They control you without you even knowing it. Exactly. You know, we're talking about, like, almost like the she, S-I-T-H-E, the the Celtic idea of the fae, Mm -hmm. right? These are massive, imposing, huge forces. Mm -hmm. They're not a candle flame. Being able to make a candle dance does not mean you've controlled the elemental of fire. Mm -hmm. It means you've played with your psychic abilities. Right. For you. You've gotten, you've been able to focus. Yeah and bring that attention to what you are doing to the degree that you can work with it, not control it. Right. And that means being in balance. Mm -hmm. The best way to harness your your attention, your focus, and your will Mm -hmm. is to be centered and balanced. Right. Which means being in right relationship with all of the elements. Mm -hmm. Right? True. So I just, I felt like, because we've taught, we're on our fourth of the elemental series, being with Earth now, and it just felt like it, it was important to say, you know, there there's definitely there's a part of me that would really love for the fantasy land of witchcraft to be true, for mm-hmm. me to be able to uh, touch a a dying plant and revive it to life, or mm-hmm. make you know shit blow across the landscape, or whatever some. Whatever shooting fire out of your hands. Absolutely. That's amazing. Yes. And there are very limited, very small things that compared to that, that that we can do with practice. Mm -hmm. But we're not Harry Potter. No. And, again, I would say as a point of question, is that not more the concept of a patriarchal masculine point of reference is to control something as opposed to working with it whatever the it is so I guess that's what I've learned you know I go in with the concept of oh yeah I can do this I can control that and then learning Mm -hmm. that it's you're a conduit you are you are part of it you get you you use the connection and work with it and co-create Right. And that is the, the divinity out of the process. Right. No yeah. matter what it is. Yeah. I went through this rabbit hole today. <laughs> I don't even know if I should bother repeating this. Oh dear. I went <laughs> I went down this rabbit hole today online. This whole um you know, the the curse that folks were doing on Donald Trump. There was mm-hmm. there was this mass magical working. I'm not going to state any opinions or feelings on it because I feel like that kind of magic our rules of magic are to be silent. Yeah. So I will be silent on my feelings. Mm-hmm. However, apparently there's this website called 4chan, number 4chan. It's a bunch of chats and things mm-hmm. like that. <coughs> Excuse me. Approach at your own risk because once I found this website, then I got sucked in and there's all kinds of terrible stuff on there. And it is a very uh, patriarchal. It is very agro male. Mm-hmm. It is, um, you know, a lot of folks talking about their guns and 
exploiting women and, you know, whatever. But there's this whole thing about Pepe the Frog. Ooh. And so there was a meme with this frog. Mm-hmm. And by some random synchronicity, there is this group of people who have started the the cult of Kek. Kek is an ancient Egyptian god mm-hmm. who was a frog, mm-hmm. who was like the primordial ooze, right? Yeah. Kind of like Tiamat. From, okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> so there is this cult started from this 4chan chat thread, right. the cult of Kek, who were doing anti-spell work, helping Trump get elected, uh-huh. and stopping all of these witches from their... I got, I don't know what all of this is, but if you are curious about witch wars and the cult of Keck, oh my, I was like, meme magic, like this whole huh. thing of the internet yeah. is fascinating. Yeah. Well, and again, we're talking about, and this is, this is another one of those, the internet, it is, okay, it is neither good or bad, it is how it is used. Yeah. It is like. Magic. Oh, it's a thing, man. And either way yes. you use it, you Absolutely. can use it for good or evil. You yes. can use it for positive or negative yes. in, a, in a harmful way or a good way. Um, yeah, I don't have any doubts that the Internet could resurrect a god. Well, I don't have any doubts. Yeah. yeah. Not at all. And, you know, there was, many years ago there was this whole Slenderman thing. Mm-hmm. There was, you know, this thing started and... And then it was an urban myth, but because of the Internet, it became this thing. Right. And Slenderman was this, you know, shadowy killer figure. Right. And then someone literally killed someone. Right. The Internet made that. Right. Like, that's magic. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. It's not good magic. I would, no. I don't recommend it. No. But anyway. But it is it is a way. Manifestation. Truly. So, <laughs> you know, the old thing is, you know, which we seem to keep coming to, is use at your own risk. Yes. Realize that there is a, there is a balance. I am so, I don't even consider this Asian principles. It's just there is what goes around comes around. Mm-hmm. And it may not yeah. be tomorrow. Yeah. And it may not be next month. Yeah. But it does do that. My mother used to say something about the gods, the mills of the gods grind oh so fine. Yes. And... You know, I was like, what do you mean, what do you mean? And now I understand because it doesn't matter what god or goddess or gods or goddesses. Mm-hmm. It is the the energy. Yeah. Move. Yeah. And in all of this, really, like the, the this life online mm-hmm. is really about what you and I were talking about before this the show started mm-hmm. in relation to Earth. Mm-hmm. Like uh, a lot of what's going on right now, a lot of the trouble in our world is because we are disconnected from the element from which we came. Mm-hmm. You know, we are, we are earth. Mm-hmm. We are. Mm-hmm. And assuming you don't deal with the poison of embalming and being buried in a mm-hmm. cement box or whatever, mm-hmm. when you die, you are returned to the earth. We are part of the cycle mm-hmm. of the earth. Mm-hmm. And being divorced from that, Losing our the, the sensuousness of the landscape, mm-hmm. not noticing what the plants do in your neighborhood throughout the cycle of the year, mm-hmm. is a divorce from our mother, from the very thing we're created from. Right. And that's part of the problem with the Internet. I mean, I'm addicted to screens just as much as anybody else is, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm cognizant that I'm addicted. Right. You know? and, <laughs> and it's, it's again... I think we're we will go into the earth element in a very different way than we've done I think with other yeah. elements because yeah. it has more meaning to us mm-hmm. because we are walking on a planet that is called earth yeah. we are part of that existence and ancient ones basically it was real yeah. and they honored it it's interesting because i work with a lot of people about houses and um selling property i seem to have a good connection with people who are real estate people and what happens is is that you you know you talk with and honor the spirit of place yes which is the dwelling and the spirit of land which is the property they are two separate entities right even if you're in an apartment building, right? Because that whole process is part of what the ancients used to see all the time. Yes. And what we're talking about 
and we might as well just jump into that whole thing yeah. since we started it, yeah. is that from the traditions that honored the earth as a as an energy, as a being, they they actually became um, tribal, clan, country, and then when we get into a bigger picture, which is now, yeah. we go global, we okay. go United Nations, we go into a bigger place. And when we realize that it is a process not to control mm-hmm. The, the the nature of what witchcraft is is to co-create, to work with the elements, to be a part of the process, yeah, and to be within, not to try and control, use and throw away, right, right, which is what you were talking about, and I'll hand it back to you. Yeah, recognizing our connection. Yes, and and it's so funny because Byron and I had this almost this exact conversation before we started the show. But I was reading a book today by David Abr- David Abrams. It's called Becoming Animal, mm-hmm. and I love his writing, but it's very poetic, and sometimes I get lost, mm-hmm. you know. But he was talking about this concept of our planet. And how, because of how, when we think of the Earth now, we think of our planet, and we even picture that blue, beautiful thing with the clouds mm-hmm. and the continents far away, like it's out there. Mm-hmm. It's not out there. Mm-hmm. We're on it right now. Mm-hmm. We are of it. And there is this, um, again, to use the word divorce, we are divorced from our, our landscape, from our spirit of place. Mm-hmm from our local landscape where we are in this moment, because when we think of Earth, we think of that. We think of that right. picture of the globe. Right. And, it, and so we've, there's a connection. And of all the elements, I feel like Earth is the one that we need to take care of mm-hmm. the most. And water, too, but even water is part of Earth. Mm-hmm. Because we, we live here. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's that old Native American concept of, Doing what today, what you what you know will impact seven generations forward. Right, right, right. And especially over the last few days, like our government, like what what is going on? We've we're so lost from the earth. We are so mm-hmm. lost from the earth. Mm-hmm. It is not an it's not an ending resource. It, it a never ending resource. It will die. Right. <laughs> and the problem is, is that with that consciousness of conquering. Yes. All right, is conquering the elements, conquering the land, conquering whatever, conquering other people, is that they're going to go out and conquer some other planet that they could find that could possibly, you know, sustain humans to go do the same thing because they aren't going to learn. Trust me, it's a very big place out there, and I don't Mm -hmm. think whether we want to believe in it or not, there is a bigger plan afoot and we seem to be those little cockroaches that keep running around and I don't mean we Phoenix and I and the people that are listening to this but the the people that we are watching yeah and and being frustrated with right are just consuming control right now consuming yeah and um but I do believe the other part of it we were talking about just in the show is that Earth is very slow. Yeah. But then there's times when she's very fast. Yeah. And one of the things I found when I was reading is they talk about, you know, yes, it's, you know, the good things of Earth about, you know, learning and doing. But then there's the quick, fast earthquakes Mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, landslides Mm -hmm. and avalanches. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you don't know what that feels like, then you haven't had a breakup in an emotional situation or you haven't had a loss of a job or something. Because that, my dear, is exactly what creates yeah, the shift when you're sitting, you know, being bogged down mm-hmm. and not moving. And I don't think that she's going to put up with a whole lot of mess. Right. I don't, you know, I just feel strong enough to my connection with spirit and the planet mm-hmm. and all that there is a, with, I, I will not use concepts like revolution in that sense, but it's a time for balancing. Yep. Yeah. Well, and it's a cultural shift, and we, you know, the, our ancestors depended on the landscape, just yes. like we do now. Our yes. ancestors were connected to the land; they were connected to the cycles; they were connected mm-hmm. to the seasons. Mm-hmm. 
and they revered those things. They respected those things. Mm-hmm. They made offerings to those things mm-hmm. in certain cases. And then there was a cultural shift. Right. And the people started to believe that we were no longer connected to the land. The land was here for us to use. Right. It was no longer our partner or our mother or something we needed to take care of. It was something we could take advantage of mm-hmm. and utilize because we're going to go to heaven and none of this matters. Mm-hmm. And that is what's changed. That's what's that, that's the cultural shift. And even folks who are not religious, who may not be Christian, they it, they're still looking at the earth as a consumable. Right. And it's right. not. Yeah. And it it's finite. Yes. And and yet it has a renewable way yes. if you work in partnership with it. Right. And you know one of the things that is very real and to me is very real is the the concept of when you die what do you do with your body yeah you know what do you do with your animal bodies what do you do with that that physical being that was animate but is now not right and i know that it would be really nice to think of the person that you lost or that you would be the person that somebody else loses that you can look just like you did in life so they can have that sense of comfort and connection but the reality is is by letting go of the physical being and having it decompose just like your favorite tree that you so love that finally gets some rot in it that then dies it will decompose it will make life be able to grow again right and thus the cycle renews itself right Right. And that's inextricably linked yes, to Earth. It is. So Earth itself is both life mm-hmm. and death. The womb and the tomb. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. There's a um a druid from the Anglesey Druid Order whose mm-hmm. name is Christopher Hughes. Mm-hmm. And I saw a talk of his at Pantheacon and he talked he, it was called Death Dragon. And something else. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But he's um, he's a druid. Mm-hmm. He's a drag queen. Mm-hmm. And his day job is an, a coroner. Mm-hmm. And he's written a book about death. And he gave this talk about death. And I highly recommend reading it. Because it's it's basically connected. The Victorian, Queen Victoria is what changed the way the Western world do, deals with death. Oh, really? Her husband died and she went into mourning and was in mourning for 40 years. Years. The rest of her life, she mourned the death of her husband, mm-hmm. and she put in order all of these rules around death. And think about the Victorians, right? The black and the crying crystals and mm-hmm. the hair that you made from the dead, like all these crazy mm-hmm. weird things mm-hmm. came from the Victorian age because of Queen Victoria and mm-hmm. her obsession over her husband's death. Mm-hmm. But the fact of covering mirrors and... Um, the body being taken away. Mm-hmm. She instituted the state processing of dead bodies. Mm-hmm. It used to be something your family dealt with. Mm-hmm. And the body would lay in the living room. Mm-hmm. And people would come and give their last respects. And then the body would be put into a wooden box and buried in the earth. Mm-hmm. No chemicals. Mm-hmm. No taking it away and having it be in some refrigerator. It was the family dealt with death. Right. And Victoria changed all of that. And it's impacted the entire Western world. Yeah, because now death is this clinical thing. Yeah, it's it's swept out from our eyes, so we don't have to look at its unpleasantness. Mm-hmm. We are completely divorced from our bodies mm-hmm. when they're when they've passed on. Mm-hmm. We have no idea, most of us, what a dead person looks like mm-hmm. or the process of what someone goes through when they're dying, because they encourage us not to be involved. Right. And what we do to dead bodies is poisoning the planet, whether that's cremation or embalming or these ridiculous freaking boxes we put people in. What what does a dead person need that for? That is to make the living feel better. Of course it is. Because we are afraid. Because we don't know what happens. Mm -hmm. We're afraid. Mm -hmm. So, I, I mean, yes, of course I get it. And I have sympathy, but I'm also like, we are poison embalming fluid. What? No. Yeah. yeah. Please yeah. stop. No, and and that's you know, let's make them look just like they did in life. Um, but they're dead. They're, they're not dead. alive anymore. You know, when my uncle died, and they did that. He, yeah. he, they were Catholic. The family, my father's side of the family was Catholic. He didn't wasn't a practicing Catholic. But it was the one and only time I went to a funeral, a Catholic funeral, yeah. and wound up walking through the line to visit the body. Yeah. 
And luckily, I was probably in my late teens, early 20s, so it wasn't hysterical. I wasn't, you know, it wasn't, shall we say, pleasant. But I looked at this person, and it was no more my uncle than, you know, but it was the body. Yeah. And um, it was fascinating and yet scary. Yeah. And then after that, it was, you know, it was like, well, there's no reason to me that side of the family that's how they did it. Yeah. My father, when he died, they cremated him. Yeah. My mother, when she died, they we cremated her. When my husband died, we cremated him. Yeah. And the ashes went into um, plants yeah. out in the world, yeah. and they they regenerated yeah. by being fertilizer. Right. And I was there when my husband died. I was mm-hmm. there literally watching him go through the last motions mm-hmm. of his breathing process. And it was, it was devastating, but it was also there's something now for me to look back and go, I was on the phone calling his sister back east, and his son, yeah. and having putting that thing up to their ear, his ears, so they could say their last goodbyes. Because yeah. the last thing that leaves is that cognizant hearing process. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that, but the hospice people that were with me, that was a learning experience yeah. about what death was. And yeah. so it was not. I mean, it's never going to be beautiful in the sense that right. you just sit there and you're like, "Yay!" And the little angels come okay, out. Okay, bye. Goodbye. <laughs> um, Thanks, everyone. It's been real. Yeah, but <laughs> you you do realize that people have different ways of leaving the body. Right. But they also, it's part and parcel. It's just like we're sitting there listening to a baby be born. You know, both of us are mothers. And we had babies, and we were actually talking about the birthing process when she was talking about her child being born this week. And, you know, it was no picnic. No. You know, I mean, there was pain and agony, and I thought I was going to die, and I think I said it, and then when I listened to my own daughter who was going through the process of giving birth to her daughter, my granddaughter, the same thing comes out, oh, my God, I'm going to die, and um, the whole thing of what do I do now Right. after the baby is born. Right. Um, you go through all of that when someone dies. You do it the same way. Yeah. You do it the same yeah. way. You're sleep deprived. Oh, you cry a lot. Yep, <laughs> yep. You know, it's it's that it's a, it's that process, but yeah. that's part of the earth process. Absolutely. And I would encourage folks, if you know, if, I get that this is a sensitive subject, and mm-hmm. uh, and death is a, a very difficult thing for people to talk about and mm-hmm. think about, and because it is scary, because we don't know. Right, I get that, but I would highly encourage folks to look up Christopher Hughes. It's Christopher with a K. Uh-huh. I can't remember the name of his book. He has a few books because he's a druid, so he writes about druid stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, but the, his book on death is excellent. And to look at your own choices, do you know what your plan is uh-huh. after death? Is it written legally somewhere? Uh-huh. Have you explored like green home funerals are on the rise? Yeah, it's a movement, uh-huh. and it's beautiful. And giving people the opportunity, which you know, depending on your family. It could be really hard for people. I know, I know. Because, you know, it's yeah. it's your body. You yeah. get to decide what happens to it. Yeah. And, you know, there's just, it's that's another part of the empowerment. As much as we come into this world as a conscious being that comes into a physical body, and we can talk all about that another time, and we inhabit it, when we leave we are more conscious mm-hmm. in the physical realm. And when we are preparing, right? it's not like it's going to happen, but I know we keep thinking, well, if I do this, then it means I'm going to die. Right. And yet you're going to die anyway. Yeah. You know, it, and the idea that they're trying to figure out how to get immortality is the, the patriarchal consciousness yeah. of fear oh, of the so loss. Fear. Yeah, it's so fear. And, you know, here we are babbling about, you know, life and death as if they're one and the same because they are. Right. Just that we, and both of us, I'm sure, have looked at our own mortality at different levels and times. And so I think that with, you know, the concept of earth, it's, it's, um, it has such a richness. It was funny when I started to make the little altar. I'm out, you know, picking flowers, and I'm I'm choosing the stones off of, you know, places I have. Yeah. And then I went out to the earth, and I'm going, well, we have salt, and we have stones and flowers and 
tree limb or something I can find that won't be too big to drag in. And I'm thinking, I need earth. So I'm out there with my hands digging in the earth, you know, and, and, and it's, you know, still pretty wet from all our rain. Yeah. And bringing it in and putting on this little silver tray, and I'm thinking, I'm looking at it. It is just incredible, mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 the dirt and earth. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not necessarily super gardenery. I mean, I do like gardening occasionally, but it's not a passion. Mm-hmm. But it was so empowering. And when I read the, the information, you know, and we have correspondences yeah, yeah. that say this is for this and you can use it magically. And we, if we have time, we'll throw a few things out on that. But it became more interesting as I read more about it. Right. And how it 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 really is this, this sort of like encompassing, right? Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, and, and, and as I say, it was it was a very interesting uh, excursion for me mm-hmm. because you know, fire is great, water is cool, you know, air you blow, you breathe, wow, earth is just there. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> sounds funny. I've been. Um, uh, milk and honey, we've been expanding our stones. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. we we started out with a few little bowls of citrine and tourmaline, and now we've got like two tables mm-hmm. full of of different stones. And and that the goal is to continue to expand that. But in expanding that, I'm learning about stones. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm learning about not just the metaphysical properties, but like we got all this these huge chunks of amethyst. Mm-hmm. They're just gorgeous. But some of them have these dark shadows in them. Mm-hmm. So I learned the dark shadows are pyrite flux. Mm-hmm. And some of them have these blue bands right around the bottom where it's kind of the boring rock part. Mm-hmm. You know, That blue band is blue lace agate. Mm-hmm. And it's not unusual for these three stones to grow like that in and around each other. Mm-hmm. The earth is endlessly fascinating. Yes. And how the temperature or the moisture or the water or the pressure or whatever Mm -hmm. creates these amazing colors Mm -hmm. and shapes and shine it's amazing Mm -hmm. the earth is incredible yeah it is it is and it's interesting because um and we're mentioning now us because it's up in our in our conversation is next week we will be talking about stones yeah which again has its it's you know to talk one hour on stones is going to be like really super light, you know, in terms of how much we can really pull in, but more the magical use. Yeah, more the magical. But I know that I, I mean, I would go on walks with my family and I would be, you know, and, and picking up rocks. Yeah. You know, and every kid, every, I mean, piles of rocks. And of course you'd hand them to your parent and at a certain point they'd look at you and they'd hand them back and go, you get to carry what you pick up. And (laughs) as long as you say, okay, so you bring a backpack and you start carrying all of that. And um, to me, I know about all these other stones and things I've learned and, yeah. you know, the, the different things. But I, I still look at the rocks that I have, which, truth be told, um, I have a spiral out in the back, a spiral labyrinth out in the back, and there are all these rocks, these fairly big sizes, yeah. that I have wound up finding on my various paths of wherever I've been. And when I move... <laughs> I move them. Oh yeah, I've and of met. course, you know the the people that have moved me are going. Why are you are moving rocks? Yeah, I've done that. You know, and <laughs> which is man, we're weird. I know we really are. It's, why are you? I mean, I also have a cabinet in the back that has dirt. Everywhere I've gone, Glastonbury, Kalanish, yeah. yeah. Hawaii, the 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 Southwest. Yeah. You know, ask spirit of play of land if I can take some with right. me. And there I am. I remember when I was in going to Europe, and I was going to Italy mm. with my husband and my stepdaughter and her boyfriend. And I kid you not, I had tons of little bags with yeah. with herbs and things like pine cones and and all these things. And I had little pieces of paper written on where they are. Right. And I'm going through customs. And luckily at that time, of course, it wasn't quite ready to do that because we hadn't hit the hysteria of 9-11. Right. Um, but I kept thinking, what would somebody, you know, look at yeah. this woman. Is, why is she wearing pine cones? And yeah. pine cones. But, yeah. you know. I have, the, I have a refrigerator in our garage, and there are all these bottles of water yes. from different places. Yes. Yeah. Yes, the same thing. Yeah. Um, because they have memory. Yeah. And the energy 
And the vibration. Yeah. And that is part of the nature Mm -hmm. of these elements. And, you know, we talk about them here, and we talk about the larger ones, just like gnomes. Gnomes are the ones that are the spiritual elementals. Right. The caregivers, the care, or the caretakers, I'm sorry, of the earth. Right. And the caverns and all of that. And you think about them, and you have all kinds of different things that they've done. But, you know, they're really... (laughs) You don't want to mess with them. Right. You right. really don't. And in the Norse traditions, the dwarves, which, you know, no uh-huh. dwarves, they're, uh-huh. they're, they're familial. Uh-huh. Uh, the dwarves hold up the earth, uh-huh. one for each element. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, that's, yeah. that's very <sighs> solid. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, but at this point, you know, we've, there are so many things about earth that fascinate. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and and we are it, and it is us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should we do some correspondences? Oh, why not? It's, it's fun. fun. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, get, a, we'll get a little lighter. Yes. <laughs> death. Let's talk about woo stuff. Woo stuff. We'll go woo stuff. Uh, all right. Okay. All right. So here's my first thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Plato. Okay. The philosopher guy. Oh, yeah, that yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. Not Pluto. <laughs> Plato. Um, he's postulated that the element of earth was associated with darkness and quiet. So in Greek medicine, which was a a lot of what Plato Mm -hmm. talked about, was also put into practice, Mm -hmm. it was connected with bile. Mm. Interesting. Right? So earth and black bile are cold and dry medicines. Got it. You know, Mm -hmm. yeah, if you were... um, if you had an excess of bile, it was believed that you would have melancholy because mm-hmm. it's too dark and too quiet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and think about again. We throw back into another one. People that are mourning, yeah, they're in that. Yeah, yeah. The dark and the they're quiet. they're overwhelmed with it. Of mm-hmm. course, we know the direction is north. north yeah. Okay, and that it basically the time of day is midnight. Right. Again, dark. Yep. And season is winter. Mm-hmm. So we can we can do that. Um, zodiac signs, ah, famous um Taurus, Virgo and Capricorn. Right. Yep. All earth signs. All earth signs. Yep. And of course the pentacle. Right. Being the tool. Magical tool. The magical tool. Which we've did a whole show about. Yes. And actually the shield and the black mirror. So they mm-hmm. kinda throw those in sometimes on some of the the other parts. Yeah. Um the uh, sense is touch. Right. Very tactile. Right. Earthy. Uh, anything else you want to throw in? I mean, I can just keep going, but I should uh, Well, sure. Uh, drums are connected with earth. Mm-hmm. So it's very earthy. The heartbeat mm-hmm. sort of energetic, mm-hmm. although I also think of drums being connected to air because right. of the music. Right. Uh, but that that pounding of mm-hmm. the drum is mm-hmm. very earth. Earth. There's this really cool cleanse that I like to do. Hmm. I call it the double drum. Mm-hmm. I learned this from my, my teacher, Copper Persephone. But you you need three people, one person getting cleansed, and then two people playing a frame drum. Mm-hmm. And the two people stand behind you and in front of you. Mm-hmm. And then they drum. Boom, mm-hmm. boom, 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 boom. And then they hold the drum at your head. Boom, 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 boom. And draw it down your chakra all, together, right? Mm-hmm. All the way to your feet. Boom, 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 boom. And then all the way back up to the top of your head, mm-hmm. and then they pull the drums away. Wow. It, like, shakes your aura and vibrates, and it's a good cleanse. It's fun. Oh, yeah. So try it. Yeah. It's fresh. very nice. And I know that when you talk about shamanic uh, drumming and uh, shamanic soul retrieval, one of the things in which I have done and also been a part of having yeah. done to me, uh, it, it you can, it's the vibration. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. 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 So the rattle is also mm-hmm. often connected to earth because of that same percussive, percussive. shaking energy. Right. Yeah. So it rules body, growth, nature, sustenance, fertility, prosperity. Mm-hmm. Those are things that are foundational. So right. relationships and jobs and mm-hmm. things like that from mm-hmm. a stellar magical perspective. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Plants can be, I mean, there's several of them, but barley, grain, ivy, comfrey, oats, corn, rice, you know, the, the grains, a lot of right. grains are, are specific to the earth. 
patchouli also. Patchouli is Ooh. a great earth herb. And there's mm-hmm. a there's a few books out there about herbs if you are interested in learning more. Scott Cunningham's book, Magical Herbs, and then Catherine Ironwood's book on hoodoo herbs are two amazing books. Mm-hmm. And Scott Cunningham actually has a appendix in the back where he lists the herbs by element. Right. So if you are looking to do work with a specific element, he has a, a quick reference guide yeah. that's really great. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of use both of them actually, you know, yeah. a lot of time because they're you know, they're different traditions but they also have different ways of, of you know, looking at the herbs and they, they work well together as a as a yeah. you know, Well and the hoodoo book is definitely more of American herbs. Yeah. There are herbs in Scott Cunningham's book that are Europe, more European. Right. So you get that lovely balance yeah. of, of North yeah. American and European. Right. Yeah. Right. Animals. We have bull, bison, snake mm. runs on the earth. And cats. also dogs. Dogs. Did you say cats? Nope. Oh, okay. No, dogs. Yeah, dogs. Um, animals that burrow. Mm-hmm. Gophers and moles and things like that. It was, um, well, what we call rats. No, they don't burrow. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, obviously, we can go into now. This is where I have a, had a difference of opinion. Uh-huh. To me, the archangel for the earth is Ariel, uh-huh. or said Uriel. Okay. Now, another version of where I was looking said Gabriel. Uh-huh. So I, I kind of go my preference. Ariel. Is Gabriel the one that plays the horn? Yes. No. See, I wouldn't think that was no. Perfect. And he's actually he's water because right. Raphael is 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 air and you know he's the version of Hermes yeah so but I I defer to you when it comes to archangels because you know more about the angelic stuff than I do at least that side of it some of the others (laughs) you know um what else do we have going on gods and goddesses yeah hey our side of the world yeah okay so goddesses yeah we have the goddesses of abundance and Plants and the word that I actually want to use is not coming to me, so we'll keep going. <laughs> we'll keep Demeter going. Demeter and Ceres, right? Right. Um, Persephone, mm-hmm. um, the Hore, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So uh, fawns and dryads, like these spirits of the plant, of the plant, to, yeah, the trees and plants yeah. and things yeah. like that. Hearn and Carnunos, these wild forest right. deities, right? Right. Yep. The green man, that's a big right. one. Right. That's, you know, inversion of just a general point of how to describe. Yes. Nephthites actually in the Egyptian mm. tradition. Yeah. And um Gaia. Right. 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 And then Gaia, Gaia, right? The 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 actual literal earth. Earth. <laughs> and then we have Dionysus. I love Dionysus. Yes. I mentioned this. Yes, you have. Or but you could say it again. I'll say it many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Pan. Uh-huh. Again that that little wood nymph dancing through the trees <laughs> creature. True, true. And uh, time of the year, us uh, holidays would be, or the Sabbath would be um, Yule mm-hmm. and uh, Samhain. Right. Kind of both in that same time frame. Right. Um, interesting. What else do they have? Mm-hmm. Well, colors. Colors, so okay. that's earth colors, browns and greens, darker hues, mm-hmm. and depending on the working that you're doing, if you're setting up an altar for earth or if you're setting up an altar for holiday, you may want colors that are plant-like, right. flower-like, right. Um, you know, not necessarily colors like jewel tones or pastel, mm-hmm. but more what you would see out in nature, mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. growing, mm-hmm. yeah. So what, let's see, anything else that we can throw out at you that would be, actually you talked about the humors, which is pretty pretty awesome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, black, green, mm-hmm. the vegetation colors. Right. And then, of course, herbal magic really right. falls under the, the, the uh, auspices of earth. Yeah, yeah. So, and I kind of feel like herbal magic is this weird combination of earth and water. Mm-hmm. Because working with herbs is a very healing thing. Mm-hmm. You may be using herbs only for magic. You might not be using them for health and healing at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. But there is still this long trend, this long lineage right. of herbal workers, of herbalists, of midwives, of right. healers using herbs. Right. So even if you're only adding a pinch into a mojo bag, you're now 
in the realm of the healers. Exactly. Yeah, so exactly. A, an herbal magic, herbs, man, that's so, it's like gems. It's mm-hmm. endlessly fascinating. Mm-hmm. There's so much to learn. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a never-ending amount of things to learn. Definitely. We we can, we can definitely can get lost. And the other thing, geomancy in the mm-hmm. traditional sense of, Earth placement, right? You know, both uh, feng shui and, and geomancy in terms of how things are placed, right? The the earth alignments and earth elemental energies. There's this whole thing about the conspiracy of Washington D.C. Oh yes, and the Masons and yes, were set up specifically. It's mm-hmm. go check it out. It's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. And there's a. Um, a gentleman named Nicholas Mann who wrote a book about the geomancy of Glastonbury. Ah, uh, yes. The layout of the sacred sites. Yes. It's also really yes. cool if you're into that. Which, again, you know, we talk about um, ley lines things yeah. that are energy, the energy pathways that would be like the nervous system yep. of the earth. And when you tap into it or when you break it, right. which is what a lot of what they're doing now, yeah. is breaking the energy pathways. Um, just like when you have a problem with your nervous system and you don't do the right thing, but then there's acupuncture, which mm-hmm. is putting things in alignment to do that. Right. So the sites that they put on top yeah, are very much like that of the ancient times. And, you know, I guess if you want to think of how you can energize a place, and it's ley lines aren't just the big ones like the St. Michael ley line and the Rose ley line and all those that are, you know, talked about, but, just energy ley lines, which goes into um, dowsing and, yeah. and things like that. Yeah, which can be a lot of fun. Yeah. And if you are building an altar, whether to do just a general ritual and you want earth represented, which you do mm-hmm. recommend you putting a representation <laughs> of all the elements on your altars. Because True. You can use a bowl of salt or mm-hmm. a bowl of dirt or mm-hmm. a potted plant mm-hmm. or a bowl of stone. Mm-hmm. It, your tradition may have specific rules, but right. if you're an eclectic worker... Have a representative of Earth that feels like Earth. Exactly. 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 Yeah. So <clears throat> we only have a couple minutes left. Well, actually, we do. Yeah. Um, we, at this point, would probably uh, be good to say that, again, the, the uh, next week will be on stones. Right. And then we do have something for our March 31st oh, right. show. I'm so glad you remembered. Yes, well, I'm trying to, at least, I'm, you know, whether I follow my notes or not. Regular listeners may have noticed we were commercial-free today. Yes. Our, our, our beloved Cauldron Allen is not with us today. He's uh, otherwise occupied, so we are flying by the seat of our pants without our cauldron. Right, but it, he will be adding our regular things that he said. Oh, good. Oh, so if you're listening to this later, you'll have no idea what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, that's true. But that's okay. Um, as it goes, um, we do Friday have, the 31st. Friday the 31st. Yeah. We are going to be doing a talk on divination. Right. And, and go for it. Uh, part of our talk on divination will be doing some free readings for you all mm-hmm. um, or answering some random questions. So if there is a question you've always wanted to ask a witch, now is your time. Mm-hmm. So if you go to witchpriestesscauldron.com, mm-hmm. that's witchpriestesscauldron.com, there is a page that says Ask a Witch. Mm-hmm. And on that page you can fill out your information, put in your name and your email so we can let you know we're going to answer your question on air. Right. And if you want us to do divination for you, write out what your question is, what you'd like to know. Include birth dates, please, of mm-hmm. anyone involved. Mm-hmm. And Elvira and I will both do a three-card draw on mm-hmm. your question and we'll read it. We'll do your reading right here on our radio show. We're going to add this segment in regularly. Yes. Every other month or so, we're going to do our Ask a Witch. Ask a Witch. Yeah. So ask us. (laughs) As long as you find the right time and right place, we will be asked and we will find an answer. Yeah. Oh, and we'll make something up. Whatever. Whatever. You know. (laughs) Fly by the seat of our pants. Remember that. Okay. Make it up. (laughs) Anyway. All right. Well, it has been a real joy, yeah. and this has been actually the most political that we've been in a in a in a. It was dark. It was dark. It was dark in that day, and we saw the the endless night. <laughs> so I uh, wish you all a very happy Friday. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. See Take care. Time. Bye.